from their secret lair on the back lot of an abandoned theme park in the heart of the New York of the South. They spring into action whenever an unwanted opinion is needed. This is Two Dudes on a Backlot. Now, here's your hosts, R.L. Sutton and Harvey. We got something to say, but nobody asked. We are Two Dudes on a Backlot. R.L. Sutton. That's me. I'm Harvey, and today we're going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about everything Star Wars. Prequels sequels this recent trilogy my man rl sutton get us started what is it what is on that glorious white-haired chest of yours okay so what has happened is surprise surprise i don't care when this when you listen to this episode i'm sure it will be in the news then too another star wars project is in development the target date is december 2025 so what was what was on my mind was to do the ultimate fanboy. Discuss some of the ideas I would have if I had creative control of Star Wars. But before we get too far, my question to you is, did you, Harvey, ever give thought to when it was just the first three? It was just Empire, Jedi, and the New Hope may not have had a had a uh, name did your did you have a head canon of what you thought may have happened you know growing up with star wars like i did you know with our generation it was definitely this big cultural boom because with us you know it, it was those toys it was those action figures so you were able to you would see the commercial on tv mm-hmm. and Yes, it would recreate parts of the movie, but at the same time, it didn't. So I would say we were probably that last generation where you used your imagination because everything, even to this day, you may be doing escapism, but people are told how they use their imagination. So I, there's so many things and I, I would have done with, with, with Star Wars. There were so many questions. Some of them have been answered, like, What's the deal with the lightsabers? Why was Luke Skywalker the only person with the lightsaber? You know, we later find out what a Jedi was, that they were like these type of knights. They didn't really go super deep into it because it was more about Luke Skywalker's journey. Why did the lightsaber change when he lost it? You know, when he got his hand chopped off, it was blue, but then he came back with the green. And, you know, we later find out about kyber crystals. So a lot of questions were answered. Many more questions were answered with the uh, uh, Timothy Zahn first, you know, trilogy of books that created what we now know as the Star Wars extended universe, you know, the the, the, the EU. But um, more than anything, I, I'm going to straight up say it. I'm like a, like a major Star Wars fan. I'm super disappointed with what Disney has done with Star Wars. They've taken something that, whatever it is to, to you as a fan, whatever your age is, they took something so beloved and which should have been a, a, a shoe-in and you, you took this property and you made it to a point where you finally put together a decent series with this Andor series, but you've tainted and shitted on the product so badly that it has terrible ratings. Nobody cares anymore. 
before we get to the Disney age, what did you did you have a head canon of what you thought happened before we saw the prequels? Yes and no. Because you you're like, what's the Kessel Run? What what exactly were the Clone Wars? You know, there were certain questions that did get answered with the prequels, but just like your Star Wars fan, I was just always thirsting for that next thing. For you me, know, even if it was that book, if it was the you, we wanted that new movie, and we and we got that with that with the prequels with George Lucas wasn't the prequels that we thought we were going to get, but at least we got some explanation. How about yourself? See, for me, the things that were on my mind were like, I thought the Empire had to be this badass thing. Like, they came in and just took everybody's shit. Like, they just showed up out of the blue. Like, they jumped in and all of a sudden, like Rome, you know, Rome would come in, Rome would take things. Like, they were this conquering force. And in my mom, because he said Luke's in a couple of different topics, Luke's mom died. I always had this kid as a kid. I pictured like she's on the ground helping the rebels running along and she just gets mowed down. So I guess I'm a kind of a darker kind of person in the Clone Wars. I'm like, well, what the hell is a Clone Wars? I'm a, because for a record, maybe I was a dumb kid. I thought the stormtroopers were robots for the longest time. I didn't realize there were people in armor. <laughs> You know so. something? I don't. Then I guess we were two stupid kids. I would have thought them as robots too. I think that was the beauty of how Lucas created them, because mm -hmm. they kind of walk like robots. We now know it's because <laughs> the clones. That, yeah, the, the, no, no, I wouldn't even say that. Let's just chalk it up to when the movie was made. It was made in the seventies. You didn't have the type of materials that you had now. Like if you made that, if Star Wars would have never been made in the seventies. And it would have been made now. Stormtroopers would have looked totally different because you have different materials that move better. Perfect example: Michael Keaton's bat suit is nothing like Ben Aff. Uh, what's what's the name of Sparkle Vampire Boy? I forgot his name. Pick uh, one; it doesn't matter. Robert Pattinson. You know, Michael Keaton's Batman suit moves nothing like Robert Pattinson's Batman suit from this most recent, you know, the Batman movie. You know, the technology has been. You have different polymers and stuff like that where Robert Pattinson is going to be able to move a lot better than Michael Keaton did. If you look at that original Michael Keaton movie, this, he still looks badass, but he's basically a human action figure because he, he's kind of like in this rubber latex thing where he couldn't really move very well. But to Lucas, going, going to Lucas, because I consider him one of the original, and I know people are going to be like, how... Uh, indie filmmakers because he didn't think Star Wars was going to be what it became. Nobody thought Star Wars was going to be what it became. Absolutely. And he was just like, look, I'm just telling this fucking story and this is what you got. <laughs> um, so I don't think he gave it a lot of thought. Now as a kid, again, I'm like, okay, so they took over the stormtroopers. Did they like rip all the machinery out? Is that what's going on there? Again, being a kid, you didn't know, you know, all I knew is like yourself, I wanted every freaking thing. I remember an Easter going through the list, the catalog with my grandmother going, can you give me this, 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 and that. As a kid, did you know that they were going from planet to planet? Call me, like you said, call me a stupid kid. I thought all of that happened on one planet. Because I'll explain. I, At the time, I was living in Fort Knox, Kentucky. 
Okay. Fort Knox, Kentucky has all four seasons. Uh, so you kind of see all four seasons in the three movies. You got the planet. We now know it's a planet, but you have Planet Hoth. That's winter. Mm-hmm. You, I guess summertime would be in, you know, indoor where the Ewoks are at. Mm-hmm. Cloud City kind of looks fallish because of the colors. You know, and spring, I don't know what, what, what spring planet there is, but... Uh, it, but it, it to me, it, it just felt like George Lucas's world building was so phenomenal for his time. I, as a stupid kid, I just thought that was all just one planet. I didn't know they were jumping from planet to planet. Call me an idiot. And I was big into the other uh, Star franchise, which we could do a show on probably one day. So I got the whole thing because, I, again, as a kid, I thought that was going to be our future. I thought we were going to eventually get out there. So I got that he was flying around and doing all these things. I didn't quite see it as a fantasy because I was like, okay, so somebody figured out how to do a lightsaber. Cool as hell. Uh, How, (laughs) you know, you know, talking about that, the one thing that's always disappointed me going to veer off just a little bit. Um, Star Trek with, teleportation technology i think it's sad that we're in 2022 and we don't have teleportation technology actually um to veer off and talk about that for a moment recently they had a new proposal on it but the whole thing and the the whole reason tell transporter technology may never work and i say may is because to measure where the particles are would require a laser and the very act of measuring where a particle is with the laser would then move the particle. Okay. RL so breaking it down. There is, it's uh, in the show, it's called, I think it, they call it something compensator. But basically, they did it on the show, though, was because Gene Roddenberry, another genius in many ways, basically couldn't figure out how to line the ship that big and knew that it would require stuff that he didn't have access to, like stop motion, and you would have this big production of watching the ship land. So he just come up with this technology called um, transporter technology. Okay, but so right, to tie to tie it back to Star Wars. Star Wars. Why do you think that was a George Lucas' choice to not have any sort of teleportation? Because you would think they would have that technology, but they would go from planet to planet in ships. The, Lucas was trying not to be Star Trek. He Makes was perfect. really about he was really about wanting to be his own, and Star Wars for all of its grandeur and uniqueness is basically a fantasy story with space wizards. The one thing he did do that a lot of people like acknowledged since then is he gave a living universe, like stuff breaks down in star Wars. Not everything's picture perfect. Not everyone is living this grand old life going, you know, we're all brouhaha. There were some rogues. There was some, and for the record, Han shot first. This is my show too. So I can say that Han shot first. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't agree, I'm sorry. <laughs> he had... I agree that Han shot first, but wasn't it Lucas that changed it? In Lucas so many changed... of those, yeah. Lucas changed it because he thought it made Han look too bloodthirsty, and now he ran off on his kids. So, which is worse? <laughs> I think it it makes Han look like the badass that he is, and it's almost. It would make perfect sense because Han, from what we see later on, he he wasn't the best at 
using that blaster. So it makes perfect sense that he would shoot first. But he was kind of clumsy when it came to using his blaster. We got to keep in mind when Star Wars came out back then, especially then, you had more, you didn't have great characters. You were good or bad. You were uh-huh. positive or negative. You weren't these morally questionable characters that are a bit more like real life were something that wouldn't come about until the 80s. So Star Wars, the hero had to be the hero. The villain had to be the villain. And you had that clear distinction versus today where it's almost become ridiculous. Everybody's morally great. Back then he wasn't. So for but Han... But wouldn't you first, say that's part of the Han solo arc is he was this scoundrel. He was this space pirate. And it's almost like a... Because re- Luke clearly is the hero's journey. Yeah. But wouldn't you say Han's almost like a redemption journey? Because then um, he falls in love with Leia, Leia, and you know they become a couple. Yes, but let's be because this was a Can't... guy that just thought about himself, and let's then now he's he's he joins this group of rebels for the greater good. Think about it; right, he was but... a self-centered person. He was selfish. I get you, but everybody <laughs> was in love with Leia. It wasn't a hard hard jump. Even with her pain the ass ways, so I don't I don't think that's too far. But yeah, I agree. He did have a bit of a redemption. He did have a full circle. He did come back, and if not for him, Luke probably would have been fried by his dad, which is hilarious. Yeah. So, but the original trilogy, those first three films, I my favorite of them. I had the the opportunity during the twenty twenties to watch Empire on the Big Screen. And overall, the movie holds up really freaking good. Even with the stop motion, even with it, it still hits you right in the feels. It works on every level, in my personal opinion. I, I would have to agree. I mean, many people are always going to say that that's their favorite movie. The original trilogy as a whole is just a great trilogy. Yes, you could shoot it down in certain ways, but as a series... It's it's well made. It's the Lucas did what he wanted to do, which was just tell a solid story. You know, yes, Return of the Jedi is of course the weakest because by then, I guess there was weight that he probably put on himself about okay, wow, this became such a phenomenon to kids. So then he really kind of went towards that route with a lot of the characters, like the Gramorian Guard. Let's be honest, the Gramorian Guard almost doesn't fit. You know what I'm saying? They just I, look weird and Muppetish compared to some of the other characters in that. You got like the Jabba the Hutt character and what they did with Jabba the Hutt and Return of the Jedi. And you're like, wow, this looks great. And then you it, then there's a cut to like the Grimorian Guard. And you're like, what the hell? It, I, it, it looked like Fraggle Rock, you know? I actually, for me, Return of the Jedi is my second favorite over New Hope because First, you got that epic three-part battle going on. You're on the Death yeah. That Star. battle is is you're, pretty is is pretty epic. I agree. You 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 got what's going on indoor. Then you got Luke having this dire Darth Vader fight. You also have the line that's like the oh fuck of all lines of so be it Jedi because you now know the Emperor is going to do some. You're like, what the fuck did that mean? You're like, he's okay with Luke just saying screw it. I, I'm never going to join you. I'm a Jedi like my father. And the fact that the Emperor set them all up, he's like this fully operational battle station and then starts lighting them up like the 4th of July. 
So you, you have a lot of, for me, there's a lot of things going on, like what the hell that I didn't necessarily see. And I also think it is the most, because of these practical effects, even by today's standards, to me, that is one of the best space battles we've ever seen. And we haven't really topped that in my view. You know, I've never had an issue with Return of the Jedi. Like a lot of people have issues with it. You mm-hmm. do kind of see some of the, the, like I said, the the where he's pushing the whole thing with the kitties. I understand wow. the Ewoks. A lot of people don't know that originally it was supposed to be a planet full of Wookiees, but throughout the first two movies, you see how intelligent and how capable Chewbacca is. It felt mm-hmm. weird that they would have to go and and save a planet of quote unquote primitive Wookiees when Chewbacca kind of proved how intelligent they were. So he had to dumb them down a bit. And in that process, I guess he decided to make them short and cuddly, you know, and by then I guess he was like, okay, let's make them short and cuddly and we could sell more toys. But at the time as a kid, you didn't see that. I wasn't, I I, I wasn't a fan of the Ewoks, but they didn't bother me. But if you were look at the three movies, yeah, it Jedi stands out the best because it's, for I guess you could call it an adventure movie, it got real dark as well, which was very odd. And you the know. ending is actually, I think the ending is kind of bittersweet because you got the hero's journey and Luke didn't get everything. No, Here's... and it goes back to what he based Star Wars on, which was those Flash Gordon serial movies that he saw as a kid. And it had that mm-hmm. type of Flash Gordon-esque ending in Empire. And and Luke, he was kind. Of, in my opinion, Mark Hamill, whether he cares or not, what I think was kind of an everyman. Like, if you were kind of a, you weren't a good-looking kid, you weren't an ugly kid, you could kind of relate to Luke Skywalker. And he didn't get the girl, so you're kind of like, well, he got the bonus prize. He's a cool, cool a space wizard, but shit, he didn't get the girl. Han got the girl, the good-looking rugged dude. No, but I, I don't. I mean, as kids, I don't think anybody was thinking about that and we know part of that is originally they weren't brother and sister that was something that they came up with later um mm-hmm. you know they, they they didn't have that in star wars no there was a they, did, they called... didn't have that they didn't have that in in star wars and then be like oh we're gonna drop it in this movie they kind of kept developing that but um whatchamacallit what i like like you said, is he was the everyman. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't think because you know, for at the time the movie came out and who the main audience were were let's be honest, kids. You know, depending what age you were, girls were yucky. So mm-hmm. I, I uh, maybe you know if you were a young adult, uh, uh, an, an adult, you're like, yeah, you you look at it that way as, um, yeah, he got the girl, but as a kid, if you if you're if you're that Star Wars generation, you were a kid when Star Wars came out. Uh, you, you probably didn't even catch that. I like what you said. He, he was just like the the everyman. He wasn't very tall, you know. Compa- he was just slightly taller than Leia. You know, like you said, you know, um, mm-hmm. Han was that rugged, you know, that rugged character. He just was taller. He was more filled out, and it was kind of cool to see this. Like you said, this kid because that's what he was he was a kid you know slowly becoming a man so when you the, you see him for the first time in return of the jedi all in black in that cloak he looks like such a badass he does look like yes. you know he looks like a knight even though he's just wearing black clothes it's just 
And the clothes that they picked were just phenomenal. You know, because you do see that progression, like from Star Wars, he, yeah, he was a farm boy and he just like looked a little rougher. And by Empire Strikes Back, those clothes that he's wearing, you know, kind of looks like a uniform. And then by Return of the Jedi, he looks like such a badass. And then you put on the black glove to cover up the the mechanical hand. Oh my god, it looked he looked sick, you know. He just looked like like a, a dark knight, you know, like a Batman ish type character. So let's stir the pot. Let's talk about the sequels. We'll go to the prequels and then we'll go to the sequels. <sighs> what did I like about the prequels? I'll be honest with you, man. When the prequels came out, there's a lot of things that bothered me more than I thought that was cool. I was always so, I understand, you know, the, you got a little bit of the, you kind of slowly figure out the Anakin Padme, like, okay, these are Luke and Leia's parents. Mm-hmm. It, that age difference of Anakin and Padme in the first movie just was so, it just, ew, it was just so creepy. Yeah. I, such, I don't know if it's they, that, that he needed to be older. I, I don't know, but. It just looked so, it was so disturbing to me. It made a little more sense by the time you put, you got Hayden Christensen in it and you're like, okay, now they look like they should be together. It doesn't look like she's going to go to jail. It just looked, <laughs> it looked, it, it was so off-putting. What, uh, I'll talk about what I liked. I thought Darth Maul was an amazing character. I thought he was a brilliant character. Um, I think Lucas wasted his successor to Darth Vader by killing him off in the first movie. The pod race felt like it went on for 30 minutes. I swear it felt like it lasted forever. And to find out that the Emperor came into power by political manipulation, like he didn't take anything that they just kind of like used the system against them was so strange to me. Well, here's the thing. I agree with you with Darth Maul. And then on the flip side, I was so disappointed with Darth Maul because there should have been more of him. Because exactly knowing what we know about Ray Park and what he can do physically, there should have been more fight scenes just with that character. You made him look so badass. You gave him such a fucking cool weapon. You gave him such a cool looking costume. You gave him, you put it on a stuntman actor that moves so beautifully and the few scenes that you do have with him, he was kicking ass. Yep. They should have been almost like a scene where he he whooped both of their asses, you know, where he clearly just whoops their ass and something, I, I hate to admit it, cliche, saved their ass. Like somebody coming in, a Han Solo-ish type character, pew, 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 and he had to run away before he, he was going to like chop him up with his double lightsaber and then you know it ends up ending the way it did with him getting chopped in half yada 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 but the, yeah there should have been more of of Darth Maul this is one of those if I'd have been calling the shots you'd have Darth Maul be dispatched by Vader this is what Vader does to prove that he is truly the be- the baddest of them all no but, but remember no 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 but remember Darth Maul is before Vader right but what I'm saying is he would have Again, we're talking about if you could have wrote, the, wrote them from the beginning, he would have lasted for longer, is what I'm saying. Because you're right, he is a badass. He sees two Jedis, and all he does is smile and light his night, lightsaber up, like, okay, bring it. 
Yeah. No, but if you would have had Vader dispatch him, then it just throws off the whole space-time continuum. Because basically, he was Vader before Vader. Right. Vader replaced Darth Maul. Vader replaced Count Dooku in the third one. Anakin kills him. Mm -hmm. And then... So did Dooku technically replace... um, Maul. Maul? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so no, just, you, they just should have, yeah, because then in the Clone Wars, yeah, you see more of Darth Maul and they bring him back and they give him like mechanical legs and all that stuff. There just should have been more of Darth Maul. I enjoyed the the mafia esque way that you know Senator um uh what the hell Palpatine. What, Palpatine he was Palpatine, yeah. Sheev Palpatine. Sheev Palpatine. I Horrible like the way name. he slowly incorporated. He slowly just took over, you know, in a in a more political sense. I think that's kind of brilliant. I thought the way they in, incorporated the first group of stormtroopers as clones, and then that explains the Clone Wars. I thought that was well done. That that was good storytelling. I like that it was, like you said, it wasn't more of a because okay, they've always compared the empire to the Nazis and even Hitler, it wasn't like he started overnight. He literally started out as a political voice and mm-hmm. he won elections before he turned into the Fuhrer. That's Fuhrer. That's in, so that's, that's in, what, that's what Palpatine kind of did the same thing. He oh, did I, in political yeah. means. I guess I, to me, this idea of an invading force, very Rome. wide But you do see that because it? you see that by the time you get the empire, they were the invading force. Well, they were kind of the force that was already there. They were yeah. established. They were kind yeah. of running things. Um, but I think that you could have had a case where the other thing I think was a missed opportunity is I think we should have seen Vader in the armor in the third movie going around dispatching Jedi. I agree. I agree. I, instead so, of that, that ending was very soap opera esque. So if you don't. You know that that ending was very soap opera ish, and it it sucked. There's a scene that always bothered me, and a great friend of mine by the name of uh, Roy Loudon from Loudon Clear Productions. Make sure to follow him on his YouTube. Um, <laughs> Our first plug. It's the scene where Anakin goes, and uh, once he finds out that his mom got murdered, he goes and kills those. Uh, what were the name of the, the sand the, people? The sand people. And he just kind of just like cleans their clock. He just kills a, a, a tribe of sand people. And he comes back. And then he has like a soy boy moment where he's crying and he falls into her arms. And and that to me was crap. Mm-hmm. The first half was great. Him going over and that's where you start seeing that progression of him letting his anger take the, the best of him. Which in, in tune makes him go to the dark side what my friend Roy said and ever once he said that it stuck with me because it's true. He's like, that scene would have been so much better. He goes, he kills the sand people, comes back and he just calmly have breakfast with Padme. Padme has no clue what he just did. Instead of having that stupid soy boy moment, that just proves how slowly, how cold he's, he's, he got and how cold he's getting. It, it, you know, not like a serial killer because that wasn't like, well, I'm killing these people because I get some weird, you know, yeah, sexual gratification from it. No. He went, slaughtered those people, came back, and it's like he didn't do it. 
oh, how are I, you doing? You know, and she gives him like a cup of coffee or whatever. He's like, I'm good. That would that that to me would have made such a better scene. The other thing I think would have made the given impact to it is if Padme somehow was killed helping Obi Wan of them, as opposed to how she died. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I, it, it felt it felt like um, once again it added to that soap opera ending. You know, she died giving birth. Luke, Leia. Oh, it, I'm dead, and then and, him dying, and him going no, yeah, it was a very bad soap opera ending. And the other thing is, we hear Leah talk about I knew my mother; she was very sad. So again, I expected her to stick around well, helping the the helping the rebels out, and then dies in some kind of they're trying to evacuate a base, or she stands up to somebody, or something happens dramatic as opposed to dying of a breaking broken heart which creates more yeah because up to that problems. point it he did a good job within that padme character to show where leia later on got her balls i guess because mm-hmm. you see you see she did very leia-esque type things you know she wasn't yeah. afraid to fight she she had cojones she would get you know she started out as a politician and she later became a warrior princess let's call it that so you see those correlations like, oh, okay, I see parts of Leia in her. Duh, that's her mom. So it's not you see parts of Leia, you see parts of Padme in Leia. Like you said, to then die of a broken heart, it's just so stupid. Why do you think Lucas did that? Well, I honestly think that the biggest thing you got with the prequels are Lucas was well aware. Let me back up for a moment. There was a magazine called Starlog, and I don't know if you're familiar with it. It was basically all things science fiction back when there were still magazines. Uh-huh. And they had a little cartoon, and it had Lucas sitting there writing the prequels. And then it's like, Pin, okay, I'm going to write the pre- prequels. And then it cuts to him, audience reactions, and it cuts to him looking at the script and then tossing the paper and walking away going, uh, maybe tomorrow. So I think there was no way that he could have came out of it where it had been solid. I think I this think- is this is my thing. His world building was phenomenal. And the first movie where it was, you know, a great part of what made Star Wars Star Wars was the way it was edited by his wife and the two other editors, which they won Oscars for. To Empire, where he had somebody else direct it and he was producing, to back to <laughs> Jedi. I think, like you said, yeah, he he felt that pressure. What would have helped him was staying as a producer and getting a solid director to carry it out. I I, I think by then he hadn't, I feel that he hadn't been directing. He wasn't in the game. And just because it's art, it's like anything else. When you, when you're out of practice for anything, for anything in life, when it comes to physical exercise to something that you do mentally, if you're out of practice, you're going to be rusty. And he needed to pass that on to somebody that was, I don't have any director in mind, but somebody that had been directing, that was directing, that was going to keep directing, maybe somebody even a little younger and be like, this is my vision, carry it out and let that person direct. That would have been better. I think there's another problem that you run into as well as he had the money. He funded it himself. He had complete creative control. He had all, he was Lucas for goodness sakes. There was nobody telling him no. Sometimes you as a creative need somebody who's going to just, Break off, break it off, and say, "Look, man, this is not a solid idea. We shouldn't do this." 
I oh, agree. Terrible. And I think that's why Star Wars turned out the way it did, because he was working with a lot of limitations from the technology to maybe modifications he had to do with the story to get that movie finished. So he, I would I would I, totally to me, I've always felt as a creative limitations is what makes you a better creative than having all of the tools. And somebody to tell you this is horseshit. This isn't working. This is a, not a good idea. And I think that when you get to a certain hype level, and we see it in today all the time, you get to that level that you are so big, no one's going to tell you no. So now you have that problem. Of, or or people may have told them no, he's just not going to listen. He didn't have to listen. Yeah, because like in the first movie, it was his wife, but then they later divorced. So yeah, there right. was, there were like, so there was no one, you know, by then, yeah, you're right. He probably was surrounded by, by yes people. Yes, one thing we, Disney Star Wars did is make us appreciate those prequels. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yes. And that's a good segue. Let's talk. I'm going to tell, I want to talk about the one massive problem in the sequels. And I'm not going to talk about the, the last Jedi or any of that. This is from a writing standpoint. Okay. Return of the Jedi. The Emperor is tossed down a shaft in what's essentially an exploding star. Correct. With me? Yep. We see in the sequels, which makes not a lot of sense, but we see it re-enter the atmosphere of a nearby planet. So you see the stuff rain down. I'm not sure which, I guess that's a planet. Uh, it's indoor because the indoor moon was where the, ba- the Ewoks were. Correct. That's a whole other thing. So I'll just say this because I got this all written down. The Sith's ultimate victory. Two dudes on a backlog will return after this message. Every culture possesses comparable myths, accounts of distant lands, and the belief of creatures that can transform at will. Should every report be dismissed, every tale written off, every sighting mistaken, is this not a sign of human pretension to dismiss thousands of years of history? Silver, legend of the wolf. Waga Comics of Japan is now offering a digital version in English and Japanese of all issues of Silver Legend of the Wolf. We now return to Two Dudes on a Backlog. I love the Emperor's villain. I really do, this idea. But he will never die now and can return for perpetuity. He survived the destruction of the Death Star. It was never explained how he survived. So, of course, any hack writer can bring him back forever. You can have the Star Wars episode 16 and bring him back. Not only is that true, it totally shitted on the first six movies because ultimately Palpatine won in the process of Ray being his granddaughter or whatever. I'm, I'm, it's like the Palpatines won, but it shits on all of the, the, the Luke Skywalker, the Skywalker legacy. But yes, you're absolutely right. They could keep bringing him back i don't think they will because these movies did so terribly but you're absolutely right my biggest qualm about the whole movie was who is this first order it's like there was no explanation they were basically the empire and like one time they said in recently in midnight's edge what would have made more sense was instead of making them the empire 2.0 make them more like okay the Rebel Alliance is now the current government. Well, you would make these people like Al Qaeda, so they would be like terrorists. 
perfect example. They never did jack shit with the fucking Knights of Ren. There were that's where you kind of do something with the Knights of Ren, and they're like the commandos of this new Sith-like organization that's trying to knock off the current government. That's what well, they should have done with it instead of all of the stupidity that they did. There's actually, believe it or not, there's an explanation for this. But so, no, no, no. But are you going to mention the stupid comic book or the book that they came out after this, the, the last movie? Because that's trash. I'm going to mention the fact that Lucasfilm started out saying that the comic books, the cartoons, and all the related material is canon in that you were supposed to read the comic books first to know what was going on in the movie. But However, wait, are you talking about the comic books from the 80s? Because no, the remember, Disney, Disney said that this, none of that EU stuff is no, canon anymore. No, no. Disney owns Marvel, and they put out their own comic book series. No, number one, a, no one's going to read that shit before the first movie. There was no explanation where the First Order came from. It should have been and, in the same stupid movie. I agree. The First Order was supposed to be this remnant of the Empire that certain commanders got particular orders to go to XYZ place to build the First Order. I understand that. Me and you come from the come up through the 70s and 80s where in people will argue about this. If it doesn't happen on screen, live action screen, I don't even mean animation. Live action screens, it's not considered canon. And the reason I say that is the aforementioned Star Trek had a lot of stuff in the cartoons that was canon and then wasn't. And for fanboys of Star Wars, the droids and the Ewoks were Lucas out of his mouth said that the droids cartoon was supposed to be what happened before Star Wars. It's R2-G2 and CP-3 going around on big adventures. Boba Fett shows up in that show and that's now not canon, but he said it. So yes, you're right. No one read the comics. No one this extended storytelling didn't work no and, and it's like guys if you just just give an explanation of where these people came from like them being remnants of the empire and getting together that's fine but how did they become the new empire that was never explained well the other that thing was is... never explained and that was like a major things like okay you guys are the bad guys okay we get it but it 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 was exactly what the fuck it was it was just copy and paste from the original trilogy there and you just gave them cooler looking stormtroopers and cooler looking ships there was no fucking explanation you Another... and then they they did the Darth Maul where you introduced this cool character or characters and you did nothing with them like the Knights of Ren you, you call was... the main character Kylo Ren introduced the Knights of Ren and you later explained it in the fucking comic book fuck the comic book you, you had that cool little scene where you're kind of seeing them looking like badasses explain that it wasn't just Kylo that went bad. Maybe it was him and, and his buddies. They all went bad. Um, there one, was thing, no... one thing that you could have done was instead of, I don't know, they made it seem like Kylo was the one lone fucking Jedi student that, that, that survived because Kylo killed everybody else. No, no, no. They should have made the dark side what it is. Kylo seduced the other four or five of his buddies they left but there were still like 10 or 12 other jedis and you know different levels of jedi or or jet you might have like your beginner jedi you know like like in karate kid you have different belt levels so they should have explained it that way maybe have like a battle between luke's jedi students versus these rogue 
Jedi students and I call themselves the the Knights of Ren, but the sheer fact that you have this first order and you never explain how they be how they became the power, you know, what what happened between Jedi to then, there was no explanation is is garbage. It's bullshit. I'll give another another point though. Beyond the Jedi, if you look at history, according to Star Wars movies, the Empire collapsed in five years after the destruction of the Death Star. You're telling me all these guys, these admirals running these star fleets, none of them said, it's my time to shine. None of them said, I'll replace the Emperor and keep kicking and just c- will control a smaller portion. No, the whole thing supposedly collapsed. Yeah. Well, and that's what they did with the Timothy Zahn books. And one of the favorite, you know, uh, villains that after post Vader, which with uh, Admiral Thrawn, mm-hmm. you know, he that's why he just that's why he specifically made that particular character the way he is very cerebral very smart uh a military tactician he wasn't a polit he wasn't a politician like Sheev palpatine he was he wasn't a, a force user he did that all on purpose that's why that character is so beloved that's why it was so cool the way he was slowly building things up what's sad about star wars disney star wars is like Guys, you had this plethora of stuff to pull from. And just out of sheer, utter greed to just promote your own bullshit characters, you didn't use any of it. What I think they should have done is said a thousand years after Luke. Make Luke a Jesus kind of character, if you will. Okay. And now this new thing's arising. The other thing that's stupid as hell is the rule of two, that there can only be two Sith Lords. Mm-hmm. No religion's going to survive if there's only two members of it. And I take over what I, I take over by killing you. And then I get a new student. How, why am I going to be your student? You know, why are you going to well, get yeah, a new What's student? the motivation? Yeah. What's the motivation of getting a student? If you know, at some point that students is going to off you. Yeah. I, 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 I never got that. EU rule and that's from the Lucas. movie I think a lot of people wanted to see the movie I wanted to see was Knights of the Old Republic because There's... it was so it, that that video game was so rich and it explained so many things like the kyber crystals and what you know what each color actually meant and it, it kind of explains uh, Yoda's race and it created these great fucking Sith characters like Darth Bane and Darth Plagueis and you know it created it it, it it and it was a thousand years before Luke Skywalker so you had this build that's the movie people wanted you know not this you know crap okay here, here's a question for you with the characters that they gave us how do you fix that this is what I think number one you gave us a bait and switch. You almost made it seem like this movie was going to revolve around Finn. He's the one holding the lightsaber in the poster. He was the one you kind of saw looking like he was the, the force user. And then you gave us Ray. Fine. Let's say you want to make Ray the, the force user instead of just making him be like this waste of space. Okay. He was a former stormtrooper. Show more of his journey. Why did he become a stormtrooper? What happened when he was there? How, what was his relationship with Phasma? Phasma, a great looking character. You did nothing with, show why she was a badass. 
show why she was so hard, show why she had a specific uniform different than anybody else, show her torturing Finn so that way it made more sense when they battled. Um, show Finn's inner conflict instead of just showing the one scene where his buddy gets killed in front of him and he freaks out. You know, sh- build some of that. Um, maybe you never make him the force user, but show that there's a growth. Um, or maybe show them training together, him along with Ray. Give Ray, you know, making her the Mary, turning her into the Mary Sue that she was, was like ridiculous. You know, that she knew how to fight you know, Kylo Ren and he actually did have some Jedi training was utterly stupid. You needed an overall story arc and JJ said he had one and then bailed. The other dude said he had one and bailed. And then they brought JJ back. And though, like I said, I'm an emperor fan and I kind of checked out because I thought that the rise of the, of Skywalker was basically a fan film because it had all the big popular hits. It had the space run and it had, even and it did disservice to the actors because you I actually I was one of the few people who actually felt like I started liking the trio, the new trio, and then they checked out. Um, well, yeah, because they, they did nothing to make you care about it. I mean, the storytelling was so horrible, they did absolutely nothing to make you care about these characters. Absolutely nothing. It's it's like it was the worst storytelling. It's like Rob from Midnight's Edge, he says it best. It was like the biggest. Those three movies is just basically the the biggest Twitter feud you could see because mm-hmm. you had JJ that he's with him in his stupid Mysteria box and then he just passed it off and then uh, Ryan Johnson just shitted on J- JJ's fucking movie. So then when JJ had to come back to fix it, he just shitted it on the the, the previous movie. So yeah. it, it was just trash. It was just utter trash. And then just the 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 sheer fact that Disney just wanted to, or Kathleen Kennedy, make it all about these new characters and, and destroying, building these new characters on top of the old characters. It's like, it was the worst storytelling ever. Cause and that, that's where you went, it went wrong. Instead of creating new characters, they felt that they had to connect it to the, to the original sagas and and like oh to prove how bad my characters are she's going to be better than this your beloved character your legacy character you should have just left it alone though i still don't think you would have had good films even if they weren't connected because there was no no story connecting those three films how do you how do you connect those i mean it's it's real hard but how would you how would you how do you connect those like i said with ray i with finn you you give him more of an arc you know, you 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 show more because that's something that had never been explored before. You okay, know, so stormtrooper, the life of a stormtrooper. What what motivated him to become a stormtrooper? What what kept him there as long as he did? He, what made him he, leave? Well, you know, the, the problem you have with Finn is okay. So he's been trained. He was kidnapped as a kid, and he's supposed to be training, and he freaks out on his first mission. So you got to explain why he freaked out. Because if he's been training his whole life to be a, a, a soldier, even brainwashed as a kid, it doesn't make sense that he freaked out. It doesn't make sense that he... Yeah, because you lost. see that in day-to-day life with these mm-hmm. kids in the Middle East. They're like 10 and 12-year-olds shooting, you know, gr- grenade launchers at tanks. And they, they're stone-cold killers. Yeah. You also need a narrative through the, the three 
are we are you asking would i connect it to the original trilogy no no no. how do you how do you if how how could you fix this as a writer just these characters you you give him a background you give her a story that show her go through the troubles of being a, a jedi basically she would have probably got her butt kicked in the first film because Kylo should have yeah, been Yeah, it makes better. perfect sense. It, it, if, it, that she was kind of a star, a Luke Skywalker-esque character made a little sense. She was from a similar planet. She was a scavenger. So she, by necessity, had to be good with making do and building things. So her being able to fix the Millennium Falcon, okay, that's feasible because of her background. That's fine. All Her being the, the, the greatest ever... Um, was ridiculous you know, with uh, no prior military training, no prior you, fight training of any sort. Like I said, there are certain parts where you're like, okay, that's that's doable. I would have had her, her, you know, I would have had her as Luke's kid. Should have been his daughter. Something happened. Mary, I can't remember in the extended canon. He has a a wife. Should have been the daughter. Uh, I don't think I would have had um, Kylo Ren be directly related to Han Solo in them because he killed his dad and then his mom can talk him down and then she can't talk him down. I feel like that's all kind of out there. Um, this obsession with, though it made some great great lines, this obsession with uh, his grandfather praising, I, I can actually kind of get that. Some people you know, could do that, have that. But I would have probably made her Luke's. That would have been the big secret. She's Luke's daughter, and somehow he hid it. Because then that gives you that direct connection to the original trilogy. And that would explain why she has. Yeah, you had to give her some sort of arc, some sort of arc. She was just too damn perfect. What and, do you and, do with the? I forgot his name, but the Oscar Isaac character, the Han Solo esque character. I don't know. I never actually thought about him that much. I'm like, I like him. I hated his kid, what they did with him in the second movie. Maybe you do that. Maybe you make her character more like Luke by the end of the saga, where she doesn't quite, she becomes the new leader of the Jedi, but she doesn't quite, she doesn't have the, the partner, if you will. She doesn't have the full happy ending. So now she's got to train all these new Jedis, but she's forever cursed with being alone. I think that would have made her interesting. I, yeah, um, I, I definitely think that would have made her interesting. I wouldn't have brought. I, I hate the name Snoke. I thought that was a silly, stupid name. Uh, I would have created a different character. I would have maybe given you the Emperor 2.0, and he would have survived through the end of the films, and then he would have been overthrown. Some, so you mean uh, the same Emperor from the previous trilogy? No, 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 no. He would have just been somebody who assumed the Emperor's place, a true believer, if you will. Like maybe he was. What the... do you think the idea of Snoke was before? Because obviously Ryan Johnson was the one that killed him off. I think you... Snoke was. I, I like Snoke being. What I what I liked about Snoke was we didn't know what his motivation was, what exactly he was, where he was. So that part they did great, but then to have Ryan Johnson shit on that character kind of killed it. You know. I think he was supposed to be the new emperor. I think it was an attempt, like some said he was supposed to be this giant at one point. I think it was just this idea of I'm going to create this brand new character 
this new guy who wants to be in charge of everything. Kylo Ren should have been maybe a better villain. Like he he's going down this journey. I like the idea you're throwing out there. Like him and the other guys are these Jedi's that that they defect and they start following some ancient Sith Lord named Ren, and that gives you your ending to why they're called the Knights of Ren. Knights of Ren, correct. So you give them some ancient text that they all became committed to. See, I like that idea. Yeah, like they're even following an older version of the Sith that we didn't even know existed. Somehow, you know, Kylo stumbles upon it or let's say he's not Ben Solo. He's just X character, but he is a Jedi student. He stumbles upon it, gets seduced by it, tells his, you know, closest buddies, his Cobra Kai buddies, let's call them that. They're space Mm -hmm. Cobra Kai buddies. And then, like you said, they they get seduced by the powers of the dark side, and then they become these the Knights of Ren, like this more ancient version of the Sith. So you still have your Sith-like characters, but in a new interpretation. Yeah. And then that way you will have that contrast of the Jedi or the new Jedi versus these guys all looking ba- very Vader-ish. Because, my God, they, they look so badass. And they all mm-hmm. had like these great weapons to be for nothing. Yeah. For nothing. All right, okay. R.L. Sutton, tell us about Tales of the Florida Man. Tales of the Florida Man are insane things that can only happen in the state of Florida. On today's show, a woman has 11 kids with eight different men, so they will always have a daddy. Her words are not all eight of them will be in the jail at the same time, so there will at least be three of them to be fathers to her kids. <laughs> I like the way she thinks. Need more Two Dudes on a Backlot? Join Two Dudes on a Backlot podcast Facebook group or Two Dudes on a Backlot podcast Instagram for a list of upcoming episodes. And new episodes drop every Monday. Now listen to what this other chap has to say. Now, as our intrepid duo return to their lives as pizza delivery man and dollar theater usher, we must remember the lessons we learned today. Join us again. Same backlot time, same backlot channel.